All right, guys, welcome to episode three of the Self-Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And before I continue or say any more, I want you to stop where you're at. I want you to close your eyes and repeat after me. I am worthy. I am beautiful. And I am enough. Always. All right, guys, I hope, um, I want you to believe it, not hope, but I want you to believe it. I want you to feel it and I want you to repeat it with such, you know, admiration for yourself. I want you to be, you should be the one to be validating yourself. So again, I just wanted to give a very big shout out to everyone for your constant love and support, not only for this podcast, but the whole entire self-love movement. Um, On this episode, I will be answering questions I received on social media, email, and also texts. And at the very end, I'll be sharing about the self-love body positivity project that I have going on and challenge. So to dive into this episode, I wanted to open up by sharing a couple fun facts about myself so you guys get to know me a little bit better. So fact number one, I am Hispanic, born and raised in Southern California. I am the eldest of three, so I do have a sister and I have a little brother. We are a very tight-knit family. I'm talking about tight-knit where if we go more than 24 hours talk, not talking to each other, somebody thinks something's wrong. <laughs> We're all best friends. Um, favorite book, Nancy Drew, the entire Nancy Drew series. I still have, I have most, a majority of the entire series in storage. I'm hoping to be able to pass those down to Lily and she enjoys them as much as I did. I do have a few Hardy Boys and I'll be giving those to Lincoln. Hopefully he'll dive in and enjoy those as well. But everything in detective work, I've always been fascinated by, um, Serial killers, the way their minds, you know, um, operate. Um, So fact number, what is this for? I am a huge fan and my favorite movie is Silence of the Lambs. I really thought I was going to be Clarice someday. Um, I went to school for criminal justice and I absolutely was so fascinated by it all. Next fact, I love Love, love, love. I feel like I say love a lot. Love, love, love. But I enjoy camping. Now, it was one of my favorite things we did as a, as when I was younger, as a kid. And now we just recently purchased a rooftop tent for our truck. So we will be, you know, that's something we want to start with our kids. And the kids really do enjoy it. They both love to be outdoors and get their hands muddy and, you know, build campfires and all that jazz. So we're really excited about that. Next fact, I was actually in a horse accident in high school. Horse took off full sprint. I wasn't prepared, so I couldn't grab on the reins very well. I ended up slipping on the right side of him. I got stomped on my back, my shoulders, my head, my entire right hand. Um, Looking down at it, there was just blood everywhere. I didn't even think I was able to play again. I don't quite remember how I got to the house. And I do remember the car ride to the hospital. My dad screaming at me to keep me awake, but, um, I'm very fortunate and lucky to not have had, um, 
uh, severe injuries. So the only thing is that fitness did help me in regards to being able, my, my shoulders were caving in, but the strength that I've had, have gained, it's helped me with a better posture and my back doesn't hurt anymore as much. Like when I would walk, I would feel so much pain and I, it was, it was more aggravating than anything. And then my shoulders is just, it, it was so hard to do a pull up for the longest time. It was just felt like it was tearing and tearing, but it did end my college career early, uh, my collegiate career, because I cannot throw a softball for the life of me from outfield to infield. It kind of just goes boop. <laughs> and then, oh, camping. I wish I would have added this Chuck Taylor fact or story in, but I'm going to throw it in now. So I love Converse. They are my shoe of choice other than Doc Martens. But I had some awesome Converse, right? When we went camping one year to Oregon and we went to the waterfalls, the shoes got drenched. They were brand new. They were all white and had just the line and the star. And my dad's like, don't worry about it. I, I, I'll take care of it. I'll dry them. It'll be so fast. I'll dry them up. No problem. I'm like, oh, yeah, I trust my dad for sure. Go ahead. Here are my shoes. So then it starts to smell a little bit funky in the campsite. And I'll, it's like something's burning. Well, the whole back of my shoe, the heel, the whole back was burnt. It was black as can be. Um, I love you, dad. And if you're listening, I'm still going to hold it against you that you never replace those shoes. Um, and we still talk about it all the time because it's just so funny. But um, I know. My poor, poor shoes. But I do love Chuck Taylors. Another one, Snickers, my favorite candy bar. My brother actually gets me a Snickers every year for my birthday. Um, I was my parents' shy kid. And it's, you know, funny and exciting to see how much I've grown throughout the years. I used to be the kid so self-absorbed in my book um, that I even got the trophy in sixth grade for like – the read best reader, not just best reader, but overall, like, I don't know, they gave out trophies for a sixth grade ceremony. And I actually still have that one, but I loved books. I, I felt like I was like, I don't know. They were my safe place. And then last but not least, I'm a comic book nerd. So before I had kids, I used to really, really enjoy going to the comic book store, buying new comics. I love the smell of comics. Um, actually sitting down right in front of me. I have Miss Marvel, the new Miss Marvel. Oh, so good. Um, Spider-Woman and also Black Widow. Of course, how can I not go with Black Widow? Actually, her book's really good too. Shout out to my one of my best friends who bought me that book for my birthday a few years ago. But anyway, um, I wanted to end on that note on that question because I actually received a question about if I could have any superpower, if I can have one, superpower, any superpower in the world, what would it be and why? So the short answer, if I didn't want to put much thought into it, I would say superhuman strength because, you know, I want to be like She-Hulk. She called, she's awesome. I love her. Um, but if I was going in depth and being the nerdy person I am and from reading just like House of M or Civil War, I would go with superhuman intelligence, the, you know, ability to constantly evolve and help um, help the world be a force for good and just make the world a better place. Um, so that would be my personal answer. Now, the next question I received was what advice would you give someone that wanted to start their own podcast? So my advice in life, if 
not just with podcasts, but if you wanted to start your own business, if you wanted to do, you know, go back to school, whatever the case may be, do it. Because the worst thing in this life that you could do to yourself is not go out and take that leap of faith and believe in yourself. Because the last thing you want is 20 years from now and to think, I wonder what would have happened if I would have tried this. I wonder, I wonder if I would have done that, how my life would be today. So just take it. The the worst case scenario is a few months from now, a few weeks from now, whatever it is that you say it didn't work out, but at least I tried. And my dad has always told me that at least you tried. And now with this whole podcast thing, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it. I, I, I love being uh, a, a light. I love sharing my story in hopes that it will help other people. And I just need to do it. I mean, worst case scenario, what's, you know, that months from now, it just doesn't work out, but at least I did not And I can say, you know, that's something that I did, you know, and, you know, was invested a hundred percent and was just, you know, showed up with full of emotion and, you know, put my all into it. So if you're thinking, just do it. Worst case scenario, you can say, at least I tried. So if you're listening to this and for the person that asked this, I want you to take a leap of faith and believe in yourself because the only person that's stopping you is you. All right. So question number three. Now I'm going to try to get through all the questions today, but number three is when I received this message myself and I read it and it kind of like, like it kind of hit me hard because I feel like this was the one thing that I struggled with for a long time. So the question is, how do you balance the body positivity movement with the commitment to health, strength, and fitness? Now, balance being the key word here was impossible for me. I did not even know where to start when it came to balance. You're talking about somebody that constantly threw up every single meal, was so obsessed with the scale and trying to fit into a certain size pair of jeans that I had no idea what balance was. Okay. I had no idea, but you know, when I think of body positivity and I think of, um, you know, my own personal balance and how I balance out health, strength and fitness, fit health being the key word with the body positivity, because for me personally, I know when I feel good, when I go work out, whether it's a seven minute wad, a, a 20 minute, you know, wad workout of the day, whatever it is, I know that mentally I'm going to show up positive. I'm going to positively affect those around me and they're going to show up better because I'm better. When I show up better, everybody around me is better. When I'm miserable, guess what? It's like negativity is so easy to just spread. Um, it's like, it's like a disease, right? So I know that for health, strength and fitness and strength, not just being outer strength, cause it's the inner strength that counts the most mentally. My mental strength is at 
the best it's ever been. So with the whole body positivity, I feel like sometimes it's um, misunderstood too. Like it's been thrown around so much now that it's kind of hard to um, narrow it down in regards to what people really think of the whole body positivity. But it doesn't, it's not, it's of any person of any size, any, you know, uh, gender, any race. Um, but it's, it's deep. It's, you know, when you, um, not just the way you look and present yourself, I think body positivity starts within, you know, and it's cause we don't perceive ourselves the way the world does. So even though you think, um, of yourself a certain way and you see yourself, well, you know, I might not view you the same. I'm, you know, so it's like, it can be really hard to, uh, what's the word scram, like uh, unravel. Right. Um, but body positivity balance, okay. Equals a healthier, stronger me. And fitness is just part of that. Not everybody has to find balance with fitness, but I think for me personally, when it comes to, I've seen what fitness has done for me mentally. I, it, and I don't really care. It's great. So, right. If you work out, if you're consistent, you know, and if you're consistent with your nutrition, it's, you're going to, your outer appearance is going to look different as well. It's going to, you know, be a positive, but for me, balance and having that fitness, I'm able to be a better person. I, I am not just strong in the outside. I'm strong in the inside and my health too. I, I don't look like I have, um, bags up to my cheekbones. My cheekbones aren't sunken in. I don't like feel fatigued all the time. Um, you really, whoever you are, you know, you know, um, how far you can go. And when you start to see that darkness, so everybody's balance is going to be a little bit different. It's not, um, it's not going to be the same, you know, but, um, I just wanted to say that for the person that's listening. And if you're struggling right now, if you're struggling with finding that balance, I want you, I want you to give yourself permission to love your body the way it is right now. There's no conditions, no of, ifs, buts, ands, or about it. I don't want you to start to second guess, okay? Just think about it for a second. Give yourself permission to love your body. I'm not just saying just for yourself, but I want you to set the example, you know, for society, for those around you for the little girl that looks up to you, for your daughters, for your, your sisters, for whoever it is, you know, that there's no perfect body. The perfect body is the one that lets you live your own beautiful life. So we all come in different shapes and sizes. You know, some of us, um, are at different points, whether it's our life or our fitness journey, wherever you are in your health journey and trying to find that balance with body positivity, with just yourself, wherever you are, that journey has to start with you knowing that you have worth and value as a human being and whatever shape you are in. And that is the problem that 
I had that issue finding balance because I was tying in my value and my worth into I'm not skinny. I'm not in shape. I'm not this. I cannot do this to my value and my worth. But the truth is that the core foundation of your value and your worth is self-love. We can sit here and I could tell you all the positive affirmations in the world and you can repeat them. But that only gets you so far. That's like listening to a motivational uh, call or your like a speech. And afterwards, like you feel like positive and you say, I'm going to go tackle this day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got this. I got this. And then the next day or 20 minutes later, you are in the same place that you started. Okay. We, we might feel empowered and motivated at that moment, but the truth is we go right back to our own habits because we're tying in our worth and our value into the wrong things. Okay. We're tying them. If we get that job, I am worthy. If, if I hit my goal, if I do hundred burpees under a minute, I am worthy. I know that's not possible, <laughs> you know, maybe it is, but you're tying in your worth and your value into the wrong things. Okay. We were all created with a specific gift and a calling. We were all created beautiful. You know, we all have a skill set that sets, that sets us apart from one another. So at this time, I want you to reflect on where do you put your value and your worth in? You have to be so rooted in knowing that you were created for purpose, you know, and you see what no one else sees, you know, and that's, it is very rare when you find somebody that knows their value and their worth because we work, we, you know, coming up as you grow up, you create this belief system and you put your value into your worth in that system. If I go to school and if I graduate, if I get a good job, then I'm worthy. I'm worthy because I have a higher education. I am worthy because of this. If I never, you know, and that's just an example. Okay. But you know, we're constantly putting our worth and our value that when we fail, when we don't step on the scale and we're not the weight we want to be, then we feel like the whole world is crumbling around us and we go right back to square one. We go right back to our old habits, to repeating the same thing over and over, body shaming ourselves, whatever, you know, um, degrading ourselves as, you know, and just um, putting in so much negativity into our, our minds, you know, just flooding our thoughts with negativity. So, you know... When you put your value and your worth into the wrong things, into people's hands, then you're never, ever going to feel fulfillment. You're never going to feel happy with yourself. Okay. And this is just, this is part of human nature too, because the way we're, are, you know, we're, we're raised in like the society and this belief system. So don't think you're alone. It's, we don't, sometimes we don't make the connection that, oh man, like our value and our worth, we're putting into the wrong thing. But the truth is we are. But once you understand your true value and your worth, you find balance. Everything changes. You walk and you talk with such confidence. You have this light shining off of you. The things you are wanting will naturally gravitate to you. They'll come to you. To know your value and your worth is rare. 
Okay. We're all carrying this light inside of us. But when we know that we're worthy, when we know our value, people can see it. This light switch just turns on. Okay. So wherever you are, you know, if you're doubting yourself, wherever you doubt yourself the most, that is where your, your, your light is going to shine the most. Okay. So wherever you doubt yourself the most is where you shine the most. So stop, you know, putting um, a deadline or, you know, if I don't get this job, if I don't hit this goal time, if I don't make this weight, stop putting those, your worth and your value, your core foundation of self-love into things that don't define you. Okay. You are you and you have to believe in yourself so much and be so concrete, like, um, so set in the idea that this is who I am and nobody and nothing will shake me. Be so grounded, be so rooted and invested in yourself. You know, if, and I hope this is answering the body positivity, but I feel like I was sorry to go on this rant because I felt like whew, this energy, but um, you have to find that balance. And I, I am a firm believer that balance with body positivity and and if you're someone that ties it in with health, strength, and fitness like I am, you have to know your value and your worth. You have to know because for the longest time, I was putting my value into my worth and what I what I was weighing, if I could fit into a sh- certain shirt, if I can wear a crop top, if I can just wear the damn shorts and the damn sports bra. And the truth is, my value and my worth had nothing to do with those things. Okay, you you have to be so rooted in yourself and believe in yourself. And it's so easy. I know it's so easy to say all over, just believe in yourself. And I know it it doesn't work that way. For some people, it's a light switch. For others, it takes years. It takes months. And that, that is okay. Each is important. If you, we can all just learn from each other. If you can learn from the person next to you that has found self-acceptance, self-love, then take notes. It's okay. Your journey is going to be different, but it's okay to learn from one another too. Um, Okay. (laughs) So with one more thing about body positivity, don't get me wrong here. Okay. We all have parts of our bodies we want to improve. That's fine. But you aren't going to be successful hating your way to change. If you're constantly, you know, I hate my flabby arms. I hate the way my legs jiggle when I squat. Okay, you need to rewire. And honestly, the minute you say that, you need to restructure that sentence. Okay, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to um, do lunges and squats today to help me feel more confident and tone up where I think, you know, I could I want to see change in. It has to be something positive. It can't just be, I hate, I hate. We're so easy with, I hate this. I hate this about ourselves. But I believe that loving your body and loving yourself is the only way to healthier you. Okay. And again, this is not just about having to do fitness, but 
if you're going to continuously hate your body, it's not going to get you a different one. But loving your body, that opens the doors to choices that honor your own unique physicality. Okay? You are different. No one is you. That is your superpower. But until you start to believe that and be consumed by the idea that you are enough is when you start to appreciate your body as much as it already appreciates you. The same way if, you know, as human beings, it's human nature to love, right? The same way we are so willing to give love, we need to give love to ourselves. When you start to love your body as it is today, you might be motivated in different ways that you didn't even think of. You know, you start to believe in certain certain ideas and you start to march the beat of your own drum. You know, if you just, to whoever I'm talking to right now, if you're listening, just take a moment, be one with yourself and, and, you know, be okay with admitting your wrongs um, and asking your body for forgiveness, asking yourself for forgiveness and taking that next step to a healthier, um, better you. And a lot of the, a lot of times it's not so much that you can't do it. It's that we're not willing to do it. We think it's silly. We think it's, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, we don't invest time in ourselves, so it's not a big deal. I have things to do. I'm a mom. I, I'm too busy. I have work. The truth is, though, at the end of the day, if you show up in a negative manner as like, you know, w- with your kids or with your coworkers, you're only negatively affecting them. If you show up positive and you love yourself, you're going to have this light radiating that everyone wants to be around you. Everyone wants to, you know, um, to be like, not infected, but wants the light you carry. Okay. They want part of that light and you being you and showing up like that, you know, it's again, it's a domino effect. People are going to know it's okay. And you know, that's why with the whole body positivity and me finally showing my stripes that I so long hated, I wanted to rip them apart. Oh God, I would stand in front of the mirror and I would pull them and punch them. And I would slap myself across the face and I would scream and come up, tugging them up. And if they were only gone, right? If they were only gone. Well, guess what? They're still here. Okay. And it, it made, and I was talking to Mike last night because, um, so I get the kids up and Lincoln had BJJ yesterday in the morning and Lily was at my mom's house. And normally Lily's always looking at herself in the mirror and giving herself kisses. And it makes me feel good as a mom, right? Um, you know, that self-confidence, you know, she sees herself in a different light, uh, in a positive light, I mean, and it brings me happiness as a mom. Like, I feel like I'm doing a good job. Now, men suffer from body dysmorphia too, they with body issues. And so when I walked into the restroom, I really had to go. I was like, okay, I gotta go, gotta go. My husband was in our master bedroom and not the restroom. And so I went to the other bathroom and uh, I 
Lincoln was in there and okay, I heard the toilet flush. So I'm like, oh, he's probably done. So I kind of like nudge open the door. And I'm like, hey, Lincoln, can I use the restroom? And before he could see me or hear me, I see him and he is just smiling at himself in the mirror, just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and I automatically just like into tears because what my kids are doing is I know that they're po- like, it's positive reinforcement to their, you know, to their conscious, their self-confidence that they have value and worth in themselves and they love who they are. They love what they see. And I know kids, the beauty of kids is that they're so innocent. They see life. They see beauty different from what they see. They're innocent. They see no flaws. And it, it it's beautiful. It's beautiful for me to see my kids just love their own reflection. And which brings me to adding on to this question. But my next question is the mirror rule. If I can go a little bit more in depth with the mirror rule. And I didn't realize that I talked about it during my first episode. Lexi brought it up during the second one. But I'm going to go in depth with it. and. Because I want, if you're listening and if you're struggling, I want you to adapt the mirror rule into your daily schedule, you know, as a new habit. And weeks and months from now, I want to hear from you. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to do the mirror rule every single day. Okay. And I want you to do it. If you go use the restroom the first thing in the morning and you brush your teeth or you just look in the mirror, then in the, at that moment, I want you to stop what you're doing and I want you to look at yourself and I want you to do the mirror rule. So let me go ahead and explain it. So the mirror rule is as simple as looking into the mirror and smiling. Okay. You're standing there for a few minutes and you're pointing out some positive um, traits about yourself. You know, you, you're just focused on you. And it sounds funny because this was the very, very first thing I ever did on my self-love journey. Personally, if you, (laughs) when I started, I was like, this is silly. I'm embarrassed. I was so embarrassed of standing in front of the mirror by myself. No one was watching me. Nobody at all. But I was still so uncomfortable to point out traits that I loved about myself or, you know, excuse me. You know, maybe I love the way my smile looked or repeating positive um, affirmations or whatever it may be that that's going to help you. But I was so embarrassed by it. But the thing is that self-love is something that needs to be practiced daily. Okay, the same way we learn a new skill of playing baseball, of um learning the piano, uh, learning new skills in BJJ. So whatever you're doing, right. Or fitness, you know, learning new movement, it's forming that new habit. You can't just do it once and be like, I got it down. I'm a master. I got this. I'm going to do it anymore. Okay. Self-love is the same way you, it's a, it's a habit. You have to practice it daily. You can't not read a book and just hope and assume that this book is going to be the answers of all your problems. Okay, so 
the next time you're in the bathroom, I want you to do this. It's called the mirror exercise. Okay. The next time you're in front of the mirror, I want you to look at yourself in the eyes. I want you to smile and say something positive. You can say, let me, some examples are like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am enough. I am strong. I can handle this. I am amazing. I am thankful to be alive. There's no critiquing in the mirror, okay? You guys are lucky that I can't catch you critiquing yourself in the mirror. There's no critiquing. It's only positive. And we have to remember that it starts mentally. Just because our outer appearance looks a certain way doesn't mean that how we feel internally is going to change if we're constantly putting in negativity over and over and over again. So I want you guys to practice that. For those who do, I want you to come back. Tell me, give me your feedback. I want to hear how it's going for you. I want to hear if it's made a difference. But practice the mirror rule. It's really simple. And then, you know, you can do some journaling, some positive, you know, journaling, read a book, but a self-love book, a self-acceptance, whatever, whatever the case may be, but practice the mirror rule. Have my notes everywhere, but um, my next question is, how long did it take you to be okay with your body? So Lexi had taken a photo, right, of me in my stretch marks. And I actually posted it the other day and it says human because I'm human. My body's human. Okay. And I had sent her the photo because I like I normally do. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. How does it look? And she'll tell me, oh, it looks good. But I love the fact that putting it in black and white, you could see every line. Every it was, it's like so in depth, you could see it. But that was not the only thing I looked at. I looked at the laugh and the smile. Because at this point in time in my life, I'm so happy to be me. Yeah, I'll maybe it'll, you know, I'll never just because I have stretch marks doesn't mean I'm not going to have like six pack abs or whatever. And, And that's, you know, that's cool. But What really matters is that I'm accepting who I am. So I never claim to be perfect, you know, but I can look in the mirror today and respect the woman staring back at me. I could smile at her. I have love for her. I value her. I know she's worthy. So it might, it took me. So it was after Lily, I kind of mentioned this a little bit, but it was after Lily that I accepted it, but more so when I posted that photo, my stretch marks on social media for the very first time. Okay. It wasn't so much the fact like, oh man, like the courage. Yeah, it did take courage to post that, but the shift and understanding mentally what I just did was when I started to receive these messages in my inbox of other women that sent me photos of their tummy saying that they never thought 
that there was somebody else out there that was struggling and and they had no idea that that person was also me. <laughs> so yeah, we we go through and it kind of was like, we go through social media and we scroll and we see these people and we never see, you know, we might not see what <clears throat> is hurting them or what's hard for them to talk about. But when I posted that photo, and I received messages, man, that was, I felt freedom for the first time in my life. I felt like I'm beautiful. And even though my husband tells me all the time and my parents have told me my whole life, I needed to believe it for myself. But just to give other women that confidence or that maybe that light they needed to share their own body or start their own journey and opening that door for them. That's what made me, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You know? And I mean, (laughs) we just have to stop criticizing ourselves for the body that we see in the mirror. You know, we're beautiful and it's really time to learn to love our body, to love who we are. And the truth is that you may never love your body unconditionally or 100%. Okay, this is a lifelong relationship with yourself. And like all relationships, they're not perfect. They have their ups, their downs. They have the times where you, you know, um, stumble and you, but you get right back up. You'll have, I have days too. Okay. Where you'll, you'll have days now and again, where you look in the mirror and you just think, why, why me? I don't get it. Right. And no matter how much positivity, positive affirmations or things you may read throughout the day, it it won't shift your mindset. And that's okay. Okay. We need to understand that's okay. We need to understand that we need to stop aiming for, I like, I love my imperfections. Tomorrow we've got to aim for, I might not look like how I want right now. but I'm damn well sure I'm going to make the most of what I got regardless. You know, it's those simple changes in a sentence from I hate to I'll work on, I'll better myself. We're so invested sometimes into thinking that if we tell, if we tell ourselves You know, if we drain ourselves out or we just flood our minds with the most negativity that somehow it's just going to snap, we're just going to snap our fingers and the light switch is going to go off and that we owe it to ourselves to continuously beating down that door. 
That's not how it works. It's not, it's about navigating solely eliminating all your negative, negative beliefs you have about yourself, refusing to give up and, and constantly challenging yourself to love yourself, no matter how many hard days you have had in the past, no many, how hard, how many hard days you might have in the future. Okay. Self-love doesn't look, it's not this, like the minute I started to, you know, on this journey, it has not been just a breeze, a walk in the park or whatever that saying is. It's been hard. I've had my days. You don't think sometimes when I wake up and the first thing I freaking have to see is some person that had to send me about, Hey, you want to try our, um, laser stretch mark removal down in, uh, orange County. No, I don't. Thank you very much. But no, you know, and so there's going to be times where you fall. Yeah. And you stumble, but you have to get back up. Okay. I, I challenge you to look into the mirror and open that door, open that box that you've had in the mind in your mind shut for so long. I want you to open it and have this open idea of loving yourself. I know it's hard, but it's not going to be easy. As young girls, we're conditioned to think a certain way. We're, we're told that women have to look a certain way to be accepted in society. And so, and, and even if we're not taught in our homes, cause I never was, my parents always told me I was beautiful, but it was those beliefs of other people that I started to, that, you know, um, that I believed for so long, you know, I, I believed them and then they took over who I was, you know, the fat girl in fifth grade, you know, I, I, I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't good enough in middle school, the same thing. Like, you know, well, if you look like that girl, maybe I would have dated you. Maybe I would have dated Desiree. You know, we're, we're taught to hate our bodies into imperfection. That's never going to work and it never has worked. So the greatest love story begins with loving yourself. You know, give, celebrate your body, celebrate yourself. Because when I started celebrating mine, that's when I started loving myself. That's when I decided, you know what? The hell with what everybody else may think or say. Because till this day, I guarantee there's somebody is out there that looks at a photo or looks at a, a workout video and is like, she should have a shirt on. Guess what? I don't care. Because my value and my worth isn't about the scale, isn't about, um, look, you know, if I look good in the sports bra, I deserve to wear it. No, my value and my worth, I carry those on my shoulders knowing that no matter what anyone else thinks that I am worthy and I am enough. And I worked so damn hard to get to where I'm at today. And it took me a long time, but I'm telling you that if you're continuously putting negativity into your mind, into your head and believing what everybody else has to say, you're cutting yourself short. We're given one chance at this life and none of us know when we're going to leave. None of us know when it's our time. So start working on yourself today. Don't put a deadline. Okay. Stop paying attention to negative experiences. 
the things that happened in your past. I know it's hard. Actually, in psychology, it's called the negative bias, which was written by um, Paul Rosen and Edward Rosenman. And we tend, as human beings, we are most we are more likely to remember and hold on to negatives of life than the positive situations or outcomes we were put in. We're also more likely to be influenced by negative behavior. Okay. And it sticks to us, sticks to us like glue. So we'll never forget it. So if somebody, some boy in fifth grade told you you were fat. Okay. Or some boy in high school said that you were the ugliest girl on campus, that he would never date you. Those are the things that stick. Instead of somebody telling you, oh my gosh, like, I just want to let you know that you're just so beautiful. Like you look so pretty today. You won't remember that. Because you're, we as human beings are like the way our minds work and shift and the way we input and output information, we will always pay more attention to the negative until we are willing to invest that time, that commitment to ourselves, that po- that we deserve positive, that we deserve the best for ourselves, that we are worthy and we are enough. We may have went through um, different experiences that shaped us, but listen, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to become a better version of you. It's never too late to start the self-love journey. There's no wrong or right way to go about it. As long as you're showing up for you and you are positively being affected by your thoughts and your that light that you're you know, vibrating off that everybody around you is being positively affected, then you know that change is occurring. Okay. No matter how much you change on the outer, it's the inner that counts. It's the inner appearance that counts. So today I want you guys to celebrate who you are, celebrate your body, celebrate what you've been through, your struggles, your hardships, your, your, your highest moments. And cheers to being human. Cheers to having, you know, I'm going to say imperfect, but living imperfectly. Yeah, we're imperfectly perfect. Okay. I mean, that would be the correct term to say. And I like to like tend to um, say that a lot, but we're imperfectly perfect. Okay. Nobody is perfect. No one's walking around with, um, all the answers. Okay. I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to have all the answers, but I know that if we're willing to put in the time and work, then change will occur. We'll start to see ourselves a certain way. Okay. So stop relying on just books and experts and old wise tales and, you know, um, affirmations. Stop relying on just those things. Okay. Those are not just the answers to discovering your self-worth, your self-value, practicing self-love. You need to put in the time into yourself. You need to invest in yourself.
All right. So we're almost an hour in. So I'm going to answer this last question. I didn't get through all of them. Okay. There's, there's quite a few. So I've only got through like four or five. So this will be the last question. What's your motivation? And I love this question because I myself love Jocko Willick. He is who I listen to. If I'm going to get up in the morning really early, that's the podcast I tend to listen to. I love the stories, the war stories he shares, you know, has other people on. But he is very, very outspoken when it comes to motivation. And I'm going to read a quote. And this will be the quote that I end with, but I'm still going to talk after. But this will be the quote of the week. Motivation is fickle. It comes and goes. It is unreliable. And when you're counting on motivation to get your goals accomplished, you will likely fall short. So don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. Count on discipline. You will know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. So make yourself do it. Okay, that goes back to being consistent, being disciplined. There's no excuses. I'm not just talking about, oh, I can't have a rest day. This has nothing to do with that. Okay, this has everything to do with motivation comes and goes. It's not guaranteed. It's not set in stone. You have to be so disciplined in your ways that you know what has to be done and you're willing to do it and you're going to do it. There's no way around it. This needs to be done and needs to get done. And that for me, my motivation is my discipline. Okay, because discipline beats motivation every single time, every single time. I could listen to a pump up jam and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm going to work out. Oh, yeah, this song gets me in my groove. Okay, that song ends and I'm like. "Uh, Well, what round am I on? I don't know if I feel like going. But you have to be. You have to change that mindset. Okay, so my motivation, again, is my discipline. It keeps me going. And I and I've also said that my kids are my motivation. They keep me disciplined. They keep me grounded because if I show up better, I'm going to show up better for me and for them and for my family. So the next time you're thinking about motivation and relying on it, think about your discipline. How disciplined are you? Are you willing? Are you willing to do what it takes without making excuses? All right. So I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed this episode. But before we close out, I wanted. So hang on. I have. A, oh, this is a fun fact. So I used to write a lot of poetry, especially in high school. So I used to have journals and journals of poetry. But now I just write journals and journals of what's on my mind. And literally, I have to go through my notebooks trying to find what's on my mind, especially for this um podcast in particular this episode because I had so much to write about and like I'm trying to read and like I'm like okay oh yeah I forgot I almost forgot to say this so if that's what it sounded like at some moments it's because I have a lot a lot of like written down and I have literally like six notebooks right here on the table but for the self-love body positivity self-love body positivity challenge project I'm putting together a collage 
Okay. I want to do it and it'll be shown on social media. So it is going to be visible to the public. I'm putting together a collage of where women feel they're most vulnerable in a photo. Because, you know, a lot of times we might feel empowered if we're lifting a bar and yeah, we feel beautiful, but that's, I can aim for that, but I don't want to aim for that. I want to aim for vulnerability. So where do you feel your most vulnerable in a photo? So I'm asking for those who are comfortable and who are wanting, I'm going to put a project together and it'll be part of the self-love movement, the self-love effect movement. Okay. I'm in the next two to three weeks. So you guys can email me, text me or DM me. Um, and I'll put this collage together and I'll pick the right music choice. And for those who are involved, you know, we'll work on it together in regards to, Hey, do you think this uh, song it fits well. I want you guys to be included into the details, but I'll put a collage together. And for those of you who do participate, you will have a lifetime membership to my Patreon page. And everyone who participates will be entered into a self low effect swag bag. So I'll be making like, um, what are those backpacks? Like, oh my gosh, I forgot what they're called, but Anyways, and they'll have a whole bunch of swag of self-love. It will have a hoodie, have a t-shirt, a crop, and then um, a goodie bag that is a surprise. <laughs> so everyone that participates will be entered to that. And then any further details I'll be posting on my Instagram page soon. But for those who are listening to this podcast, um, and you guys don't have to wait for that Instagram post. If you're comfortable with it, I want you... I challenge you today to send me a photo of you at your most vulnerable. I know for me, for the longest time, it was me in my, um, you know, just my stretch marks and showing them off to the world. And for me still, that's my most vulnerable. Um, so one of those photos will be in the collage. But I want a collage of women to set that. We need to empower one another, uh, men and women. We need to empower one another. We need to show each other that we can help one another by knowing our self-worth, you know, knowing our self-love. So I encourage you, please be part of this. And again, thank you so much for your love and support for always rooting me on. And it's because of you that I keep going. It's honestly because of you that I keep putting posts up and writing quotes and writing constantly in my journal every day and coming up with new things to write about and new things to say and being so emotionally invested into making this world a better place. Even if it takes, even if I influence one or five and make this world a better place, it's seriously a domino effect. So I love you guys so much and please take some Take a moment today, if you haven't already, to look inside that mirror. Do the mirror rule. And I want you to continue with it every single day. So to close out the show, well, this week's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the best grips in the world. Wad and done. Thank you for always saving my hands. Because of you, I no longer have to worry about blisters or torn hands, <laughs> torn hands, uh, or calluses. My calluses are, they don't bother me. I don't have any. Um, so wad and done 
Again, you can follow them at Wadden Done on Instagram. And to save on your next purchase, you can use Treasures 15. And coming at you with the best fitness apparel. And also military owned. And they just have such a, they're so humanitarian. They're always trying to help in any way they can. And they helped so much this past year with uh, COVID and giving back to the communities. And check them out at bornprimitive.com. Get your hands on some new apparel. And you could save at checkout using Fit Mama 10. And also, if you're looking for, I know it's really hard right now to get some fitness equipment. So if you're looking for a good workout, and if you want to get your hands dirty and you want to throw something around, I encourage you guys to go over, head over to Brute Force Sandbags and purchase yourself a sandbag. It changed. I love throwing things around. I used to love punching, you know, the bag. So for me, throwing a sandbag feels great. Gets, you know, any type of pent up aggression I might have. <laughs> it's awesome. So. Head over to Brute Force, grab yourself a sandbag, and let me know how that next wad goes. All right, guys. So that's it for today. I hope you guys, you know, were able to take um, something from this episode. And again, have a blessed and great, fantastic freaking end of your week. I love you guys. And don't forget to tune in next week. Remember, every Thursday, a new episode. And for next week's episode, I cannot wait to share my special guest. Um, I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye.